Hi, and welcome to the 40 and Infertile podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, at 40 and Infertile on Instagram. I'm a fellow IVF patient, and this is where I share with you my fertility journey in my late 30s and 40s, while also providing you information to minimize your fertility struggles later in life. All right, episode one. (laughs) I really struggles with whether or not I wanted to do this um, because this is actually very uncomfortable for me. Um, But I also felt like we probably don't do a good job talking about uh, these experiences um, from, you know, the um, discussions I've had um, online. Um, I feel like a lot of women feel like they're alone. Um, while they're going through this journey. And I feel like a lot of times there's just not enough information out there and I don't pretend to know everything, but um, I do like to look for information from credible resources and then hopefully share them in a way that's easy to understand with you so that this journey is less of a struggle. Um, There will still be struggle. I can't get rid of it all, but my hope is that maybe sharing not only my story, but the stories of others, resources, and maybe even some interviews that uh, we can get through this um, a little bit easier. So forgive me, this is not my day gig. Uh, I don't speak on a regular basis. So um, hopefully um, what I've been able to put together is helpful for you. Uh, But please reach out to me and let me know if you have any questions, anything you want to hear or um, see as far as information, posts, blogs, videos, anything like that. Um, And hopefully this will be a good resource for you as you work through your fertility journey. But, you know, also if it's something that you're thinking about or worried about for your future, there are ways to help you minimize the struggle. Again, nothing is guaranteed, nothing is 100%, but maybe you'll be able to find your resources in helping you with that journey. So um, let's get started with the first episode. So I struggled with the idea of whether or not I wanted to do a podcast. I didn't know how helpful it would be, um, but this is kind of a nice option um, for longer form discussions about um, the IVF journey. So um, I thought I'd just go ahead and try it. I'm going to wing it, and I'm sorry if this is a little um, raw and not very well edited, but um, I'm just going to give it a whirl. So hopefully this is helpful to you. Um, I want to start with my fertility journey, my story. Um, at around 25 or so, I guess I could back up a little further, but, um, maybe when I was around 17, I started to notice I had, um, menstrual cycle irregularities. Um, I went through a period where I bled continuously for six months. Uh, my pediatrician, uh, told me to take some vitamin C and just to continue watching it. And after a few months, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was a, an athlete and um, it was just really hindering my performance because I was really worried um, that, you know, I would bleed through my 
uniform and that sort of thing. So um, finally, she referred me to an OBGYN. I went to the OBGYN and um, it, from my own memory, it feels like it was probably a 10 minute visit where um, she gave me, started me on birth control and then that regulated my cycle for probably a good 10 to 15 years. Um, I stayed on the pill, no questions asked, just kind of kept staying on it. Around the age of 25, I went to my primary uh, care doctor and asked about um, checking into my fertility and um, whether or not that's something I could do or should do. And when I was 25, this was, you know, a long time ago, it was like 2005. And, and I don't know where fertility treatment uh, was at that time, but my primary doctor said, you know, you don't really look into these things until you start trying. So until then, don't worry about it. So I did not I stayed on the pill and then um, it was around the time that I was 34, 35, um, I experienced a miscarriage after I got pregnant after about four months of trying and then experienced a miscarriage. And then, you know, I was deciding what I wanted to do and I just felt like I wanted some more information. So I revisited the topic again and spoke with my OBGYN. I posed the question and I have the uh, photo of the question that I sent to the email that I sent to my doctor. And I asked her, you know, should I consider something like an AMH? I had, um, looked into, you know, what things I could do to check into my fertility. And I found this AMH anti-malarian hormone, um, online. And I thought, oh, well, there's a blood test out there that could tell me about at least my reserves. Um, so maybe I should do that. I'm 35. I'm kind of rounding that corner where it could be a problem. And, you know, my doctor dismissed it and told me, you know what, I had my kids when I was 37. And, you know, I, I, that's, there's plenty of time. Don't worry about it. We don't need to check into it unless um, you actually have issues with um, starting a family. So I dismissed it. And then, uh, we went through probably about six months to a year, definitely of trying. I'd gone back to her again and she said, okay, you know, at your age, six months, and then you could see a fertility specialist. And then, so finally I got to a fertility specialist and, um, they started me, um, checked my AMH. I may have checked it um, once before that I switched OBGYNs after um, she told me that she didn't think there was a need to check anything. I, I wanted a second opinion. So I switched OBGYNs and she said, yeah, you know, let's order an AMH and see where we are. And she said, you're kind of low. And at the time uh, of the test, it was at 0.3. And so it was pretty low at 35, 36. So I got to a fertility specialist. We spent some time and he said, you know, if you want to, you can try uh, Clomid for a few months. I wouldn't try longer than six months because you don't have much time. And then do IVF. I don't think IUI would be very um, successful for you. So uh, at that point, uh, I started um, my first IVF cycle. Um, but I never was provided a whole lot of guidance, meaning 
uh, you know, strategy behind what might be the best way to tackle my fertility issue. Meaning, well, if your AMH is low while you're younger, I'd say 38, perhaps we should try several retrievals to get younger eggs and then we can continue with transfers later on. Um, after my first uh, IVF cycle, um, I got about eight eggs and um, think about five of them fertilized. Um, think three made it to blastocyst, but I think only two were good enough to biopsy for genetic testing. The two that were biopsied for genetic testing uh, came back all abnormal. So um, that cycle resulted in uh, zero frozen embryos. Um, so at that point, he just said, you know, let me know what I can do. And I was kind of frustrated not knowing what the next step was. And so I kind of floundered around for a couple of years trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I got a second opinion. And basically people said with my AMH, I should really consider donor eggs. Um, and it wasn't until about, um, I want to say a year ago, uh, one of my coworkers who was looking into egg freezing, um, and only because I really encouraged her to do so just because of the predicament that I was in, uh, she found someone uh, by the name of um, Dr. Amy Avazade, and she is in the San Francisco Bay Area, and um, I, uh, she told me about her podcast, so I went on to her podcast, and I was listening to, I kind of binged listen to all the episodes because at this point I just wanted information because I felt like I wasn't getting any information. So I binge listened to her podcast. If you haven't, you should. It's super, super informative. Um, but I listened to her podcast and I got a bunch of information and I just kind of learned that, oh my gosh, there's so many more options and strategies available. And so that's kind of where I am now. Um, I just completed um, my third IVF cycle and I'm just kind of waiting for results at this point. Um, but, you know, this, this podcast is really about getting that information to you in a way that you can understand and then sharing what my experience is like. Because the other thing I was finding out as I was going through this process was that. Um, you know, a lot of us uh, who go through this kind of um, hide and kind of don't talk about it very much because there is a lot of judgment out there. Different people um, have different thoughts about either one, having children in your 40s, um, or two, doing IVF and spending all this money because a lot of times your health plan doesn't cover it, um, doing this, and they don't quite understand what it's like. And, you know, sometimes you hear these things where it's like, oh, just relax, or maybe, you know, just try this, just try that. Or, you know, maybe you just need to exercise more and need to eat better. Maybe if you just lost some weight or, you know, all these different things. And it makes it hard sometimes to um, talk to people about it because, you know, if they don't understand it, or maybe if they're not quite sensitive to the experience um, and if they haven't been through it, it's hard to know what that's like. And so the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is one, um, kind of give a easy cliff notes version of some of the different things 
um, associated with fertility that I found. Um, and to just kind of have a safe, open space to share thoughts and feelings. And, um, you know, that way, you know that you're not alone when you're going through this. You know that um, other people are feeling the same way and that that's perfectly normal to feel that way and that you shouldn't feel shame for having children at whatever age you choose to have children. Um, And it's just really a safe space for us to kind of talk about things and um, hopefully to educate as well, especially if you're younger, so that you don't run into the issues that some of us have and that you know where are good resources um, to find more information or, you know, to even get testing. Because a lot of people don't know that you can actually get tested um, without your health plan. Um, It's not terribly expensive. And, you know, you can find um, someone who can get the testing done for you. And you don't need a referral um, to see a fertility specialist if you're not planning on using your health plan. Um, so I just want to share a lot of that information and then just, you know, my journey, just so you know uh, what that's like. So hopefully this is helpful for you. Um, you can find me on social 40 and infertile um, on Instagram and um, hopefully this is helpful. Thanks for listening. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you want a question or topic covered in future episodes, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at 40 and infertile. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for alerts and new episodes. And I hope to see you back again soon. Bye.